You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope, where you can belong, believe, and be renewed along the way. In another lifetime, I worked in a store called Kmart. Now, you may or may not know what Kmart is, but just think Walmart pre-Walmart, okay? And and uh, one day I, I got my finger smashed. I was uh, helping out in the stock room with a delivery and we were like tossing boxes. I was catching boxes and putting them on this track that they were that the boxes would roll down to where they would get checked in by the by the uh, by, by the check in crew. And this wasn't my normal job. This was just a hey, we needed we need a hand back here to help unload this truck. And here I am, here I am unloading this truck, <coughs> catching box. Excuse me, catching boxes, tossing them on the track. And this one box came. And I, I still can, I still see it in my mind, although it's been, you know, 30 years and it was heavier than I anticipated. And my hand just went straight down and smashed against the track because I was catching the box, throwing them on the track, catch the box, throw them on the track. Catch, this box came and it was so heavy. My, I, my momentum of the box smashed my finger against that track and it gashed it and, uh, Man, I had to go to the emergency room. Now, I didn't have to get stitches, but I had to have it wrapped up. I had to have it uh, in, a, in a little, like, splint cast kind of thing for for quite a while while it healed up. And I remember, man, I, I lost a lot of blood. <laughs> I've almost passed out. They drove me to the emergency room, um, you know, and, 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 and it left a scar. But if you look at my finger now, if you didn't know that this scar was there, you wouldn't even see it. But what, but because I know it's there, I can still see the the remainders of this scar on my index finger on my right hand. It's barely visible. But you know what? They say every scar tells a story. And, and if we had time, we would go around uh, and let everybody just like tell your stories about scars. And you know what? You can do that. Just just pause and think about what's your what's the story behind one of your scars. Think about a scar maybe you have, and what is the story behind that. So we're in a series of sermons looking at the various ways we get wounded in life and how those wounds often leave scars. Our goal is to find some hope, though, even as we carry these various scars. So we've looked at how both religion and relationships can cause mental, emotional, and spiritual scars on our lives. And today we're going to focus on actual spiritual scars we get, uh, sorry, actual physical scars we get from physical wounds. And how healing often needs to go beyond the physical through the emotional and the mental so we're going to be in John chapter 5, and I would encourage you to grab a Bible or flip on your Bible app and, and read along with me. And in John chapter 5, we see that Jesus had been in Galilee, which is his home region, and he'd been there doing Jesus stuff, including healing the sick and including healing a sick child of a government official. So Jesus is doing some pretty big time uh, uh, things that are, that are getting attention. Now it's time for Jesus to head back to Jerusalem for one of the feasts. And, and, you know, they have these festivals all the time in Judah and Judea. And this is where, where Jesus is going. And so we pick up this story here in John chapter five, verse one, afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Instead of the city inside the city near the sheep gate was a pool of Bethesda. Where with five covered porches, crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him, he knew he had been ill for a long time, and he asked him, Would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets in there ahead of me. 
Then Jesus told him, Stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Instantly the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath, so the Jewish leaders objected. They, they, they said to the man who was cured, You can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat. But he replied, The man who healed me told me, Pick up your mat and walk. Who said such a thing as that? They demanded. Well, the man didn't know, for Jesus had disappeared into the crowd. But afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, Now you are well, so stop sinning, or maybe something else, or something even worse. He didn't say maybe. Somehow I just threw that in there. Or something even worse may happen to you. Then the man went and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had healed him. And so with that kind of story we're going to dig into uh, today, um, here's our big idea. Our physical scars remind us that healing does happen and can happen in every way we get wounded. Okay, Our physical scars can remind us that healing does happen and can happen in every way we get wounded. Now, the question we all have to answer is this big question that's, that's looming over this story. Do you want to be healed? That's the big question we all have to answer when it comes to the wounds that we ha- we have in our lives. Do you want to be healed? Now, since that sounds like a silly question, let's play a quick game of silly question. Okay, what's the best food to eat when you're sad? Obviously, it's tacos. The answer is tacos. That is the correct answer. You may have you may have an opinion answer. And that's a subjective thing, but the actual answer, the objective answer, which is true for all time and space, is tacos. <laughs> so what's the best food to eat when you're happy? Again, tacos. It's tacos. That is the correct answer, tacos. So 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 what's the best day to eat tacos? Now you you probably immediately think what? Taco Tuesday, right? No. No, tacos every day. Every day is the best day to eat tacos. See, these are silly questions, right? <laughs> so, so do you want to be healed? Seems like a silly question. What's the, what's the silliest question you've ever been asked? I mean, you, if you're like me, you've probably been asked some silly questions. Here's a, here's a man who's paralyzed. He can't he can't use his legs at all, and he's he's close as you can get to this healing the healing waters of this pool, but he's unable to get in there. And he's been this way for 38 years. And Jesus asked, "Would you like to get well?" That seems like a silly question. This is like asking, do you want a drink of water? To someone who's wandering in the desert, like in, like in the story of the Exodus, after leaving Egypt, this is, this is where the people of God found themselves. But God, God gave them hope. And see, if we look at this story, Exodus 15, 26, God said, if you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and seeing all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of these diseases I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. This was a name of God that uh, I am the Lord who heals you. It wasn't just he wasn't just describing himself. He's like this is my name, Yahweh Rapha. Yahweh Rapha means the God that heals. He said, "This is who I am. It's my name." After after the Exodus, the uh, the people of God, the healer, refused to go into the land that he had promised them. Deuteronomy two fourteen tells how these Israelites suffered in the wilderness for thirty eight years which is a span of a generation, because, because they had refused to accept God's gift of the promised land. Do you want to enter the promised land? Seems like it should have been a silly question. Like, of course we do. But it wasn't because the Israelites' relationship with God needed to be healed. 
This is the same as the true, it's true for the paralyzed man. Jesus asked this question, would you like to get well? Now, this word well, and this was originally written in Greek, uh, is the word hugies, uh, hugies. And hugies, it means to be healthy in body and whole in belief. Jesus said, would you like to be healthy in body and whole in belief? Do you want to be whole? Jesus wasn't concerned with the man's physical, uh, just his physical wholeness. He was concerned with his physical wholeness, but he's concerned with the wholeness of every aspect of life, healthy in body and whole in belief. So, so God desires to make you whole. When you think about the wounds that we have and, the, and all the ways we've, we end up broken, our physical wounds remind us that we have, we have inflicted wounds in all kinds of ways, and God wants to make us whole in those places where we've been broken. This is true physically. God desires to make you whole physically. That may or may not look the same for everyone, but he wants you, he wants, his desire is to uh, be fully present in your life to be whole. God wants to make you whole emotionally, in your emotions, in your feels. God desires to make you whole mentally, in your thought processes, your thought processes on how you think about life, how you think about yourself, how you think about others. God wants to make you whole relationally. God desires that your, your relationships not be broken ones that leave wounds constantly, but you be made whole. And God desires to make you whole spiritually. That is ultimately the, the, the thing, the thread that holds it all together. This is the question. You've been traveling through some wilderness and it's been a tough road. Are you ready to move forward? Even if it's scary because you don't know what will happen. You've been nursing a wound for a while now. Are you ready to be well? The road to healing may have some obstacles. That's just a fact. I mean, you can just put hashtag facts right here. The road to healing may have obstacles. Think about obstacles. And I think all the way back to my first, uh, my first position in, uh, in church work, full-time position as a, as a youth pastor, and there was a student in, in our youth ministry named Jody, and she was uh, she ran track. She was a field and field and track um, athlete at her high school. And when yeah, I still remember talking to her, and and I I still remember her saying her favorite uh, event was hurdles. Because I was going, I, I still remember I was like, I'm going to the track meet to see Jody and the rest of the the team that's on this. Uh, she's a student in our youth ministry, and I'm going to go support this this high school that she goes to and support her sitting there with with her mom uh, and, and, and family members on this in this in the in the bleachers. And I was like, "What's your favorite event? Like, what do you really?" And she's like, "She loves to run hurdles." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? You love to run? I mean, if I'm running and I, and I I'm a physical fitness." Guy, I mean, it's part of my it's part of my lifestyle. It's a part of who I am. But I'm not into running. But 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 if I am running, I want a smooth surface with nothing in the way. So you telling me you love to run uh, hurdles? It blows my mind. But think about your own life. What are some hurdles that can be between you and healing? What are some hurdles that can be between you and the healing that you want that you need? The the paralyzed man that Jesus met by the pool saw obstacles between himself and healing. He says, "I'm too slow." I have no one to help me. Someone else always gets there first. There's, there's this legend that, that an angel stirred the waters of that first 
uh, and the first one, the first person to get into the pool of the stirred up waters received physical healing. That was that was the story behind the story here. And I believe that that there had to be there had to be something to this legend for people to continue to gather there for year after year. This guy, this guy is here for 38 years. Why else would he come lay here for 38 years wanting healing? He saw others receiving. So so track back to that story of the Exodus again. God desires to deliver his people to be to a fruitful and fertile land. But do you remember what happened? It's they send in these spies to go in and check out the land. And in Numbers 13, it says that the, the spies come back, 10 out of 12 spies, and the report is the enemies are too many. They're bigger than us. We're only like grasshoppers compared to them. You see, they wanted the blessings God had for them, but all they saw were obstacles. They wanted the blessing God had for them, but all they saw were obstacles. We, we, we're like the, we like the road we're traveling to be smooth, no sharp curves, and definitely no hurdles to jump. But, but, but that's not reality, is it? Some obstacles that are going to come in our way. Here's some obstacles we may face to our healing. One is, is we may have face this obstacle. I feel stuck in my situation. This could be an obstacle to my healing. I'd feel stuck in my situation. Another obstacle is, you know, there, there's always somebody ahead of me. I, I have this woundedness, and it seems like I, there's always somebody ahead of me. Someone's always ahead of me. Another one could be, you know, an obstacle we may face to our healing is I've, I'm, a, I'm abandoned, I'm alone. It's an obstacle to my healing that I'm alone. I am all alone and abandoned. When you look at your physical scars and you remember how you got them, you also remember the road to healing the wound that left the scar. If you have a scar, you have a healed wound. The road was likely filled with some obstacles or, or, or another. Let, let, the, let the physical scars remind you that you made it through those obstacles and healing eventually came to those wounds. The same is true of the obstacles you're facing on the healing journey of your, of your whatever emotional, mental, relational, or spiritual wounds that you may have. Jeremiah thirty seventeen says, God uh, speaking says, I will give you back your health and heal your wounds, says the Lord, for you are called an outcast for no one cares. God says, I'll give you back your, your health and heal your wounds. Uh, you feel like you're an outcast? You feel like no one cares? God says, I care. I'm here. God is totally ready to bring healing into your life. But you have to decide that you actually want the healing and let God guide you through the obstacles. And scars will probably remain. So let your scars remind you that Jesus heals. I'm telling you, you have to let your scars remind you that Jesus heals. I saw a, a, a meme kind of shared on, uh, on the internet the other day. and It said, damaged goods are worthless. People only want to use things because they're cheap. And it was referring to a, like a person's self. Not referring to, it was a statement taken, but it was applied to self. Think about this. This is how someone feels about themselves. Damaged goods goods are worthless. People only want used things because they're cheap. And everyone carries scars. You're you're not damaged goods. You're not you're not worthless. Your scars your scars mean you're human. Your scars mean that you were wounded and now those wounds have healed. You just have to decide, am I ready to quit focusing on the pain and start focusing on the healer? Let your scars remind you that Jesus heals. When the paralyzed man finished naming all the obstacles he was, he was focused on between him and healing, Jesus, just, Jesus says, he just is like, 
you you got all these obstacles. You know what? Just stand up. Stand up. Pick up your mat. Walk. Just just get up and walk. <laughs> Jesus ain't playing around. Jesus didn't come for you to help you wallow in your self-pity. Jesus Jesus wants, wants to see you remain uh, get healthy. Jesus does not want to see you remain in pain. Jesus doesn't want you to stay focused on the obstacles. Jesus says, hey, look at me. Look at me. Focus on me. Good. Now get up. Start walking. Instantly, the man was healed. He, he rolled up his mat and he began walking. And he, he, he began walking. And check this out. All this happened on the Sabbath. This is, this is the one day a week it's considered a sin to do any work. And carrying your mat was considered work. And this man didn't argue about rules and religion. He just bought it li- bottom lines it for the, for the people who called him on it. They're coming out like, hey, you can't do that. It's against, it's a sin because it's against the law of the Sabbath to carry that mat today. And he just says, I'm not going to argue about rules and religion. I'm just going to tell you, the man who healed me told me, pick up my mat and walk. When you're hurting it alone, just do what Jesus says to do. Okay? After, after the Exodus, take it back there one more time. It took the people of God a span of a generation to, <coughs> excuse me, to move past the obstacles and into the blessing of the promised land that God had waiting for them. But, but, but they would go on to use the memories of those past hurts and obstacles to remind them of the God who is faithful. Instead of letting your scars remind you of the pain and of those who hurt you, let the scars remind you of the God who is faithful. When, when Jesus found the used-to-be-paralyzed man in the temple later, Jesus encourages him to get his mind right. Get, get his mind right. Just be, be different. He says, now you're well. You're well. You're no well now. So stop sinning or something else even worse happens to you. Here's, here is something that I found that is true. It's been true in my life, and it's been true in the lives of others that I've, that I've seen. Scars remind you that once you're healed, if you go back to the ways that left you wounded, you will end up wounded again. Scars remind you that once you're healed, if you go back to the ways that left you wounded, you will end up wounded again. Jesus says, don't go back. Go forward with me. Walk in your healing. Our physical scars remind us that healing does happen and even can happen in every way we get wounded. So take this next step. Name any open wounds you have and ask God for healing. You don't have to name it to me. Name it to God. Just say it out loud. Acknowledge it. Any open wounds you have and ask God for healing. Maybe you've had healing. Maybe you have some scars then give God praise. Take a next step and just thank God by acknowledging any scars you have and thank God for his healing. Father, we thank you for your healing and that you are a healer, the healer. You are the God who heals. You are Yahweh Rapha. And Lord, we call upon your name today for healing. And I don't know the, everyone's story and I don't know everyone's wounds and I don't know the story behind every scar. But Lord, you do, and that is so amazing, that you know every wound that left every scar on our bodies and our hearts and on our minds and on our very souls. And Lord, you are the one who brings the healing. So Lord, we want to thank you and praise you that you are are Yahweh Rapha. You are the God who heals. And today, Lord, we call upon your name for that healing that we need. As we praise you and thank you for your healing. Lord, I just pray now for those who have an open wound, Lord, that uh, they would find that today 
healing, Lord. Healing from you would be ours, would be theirs. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church LA.